Ah, welcome to Movie Magic. We would be honored if you would join us. Five, six, eight. Five, one thousand. Four, one thousand. Three, one thousand. I am the father. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Are you one of those single tier people? All the dogs in King's Landing howl through the night. They cry out for their true queen. Name's Bond, James Bond. One of them leads to the castle at the center of the labyrinth, and the other one leads to certain death. <gasps> Go ahead, make my day. He sounds like quite a man. A passenger has died on the train. Who gave the order to kill me? Movie Magic with Colin Gomez, Money FM, 89.3. Commence primary ignition. The Man from Toronto is a new movie from Netflix. I was curious because, hey, it's about a man from Canada. It was filmed almost entirely in Ontario, Toronto, its capital, as well as Hamilton, Milton, and Brampton, which is around that area. But in the movie, all these Canadian cities were disguised as somewhere else. Kevin Hart, the comedian, is in it as well. So expect some quick comeback funny liners. But the man who plays the man from Toronto is Woody Harrelson, who is an American and not a Canadian. But I don't think anyone cares because Ben Kingsley is not from India and yet he played the role of Gandhi. Actually, I shouldn't compare Woody Harrelson's role to Ben Kingsley's role. But the point I'm trying to make is you don't have to be from a certain country to be playing a role of a person of that country. I should have made references to Henry Golding, who's from Malaysia, and he played the role of a Singaporean in Crazy Rich Asians. Well, that's more like it. The Man from Toronto is an action comedy film and is about a mistaken identity of an entrepreneur wannabe with an assassin. Now, I watched it in parts on Netflix because it was actually quite bad. But I managed to finish it. Why did I waste my time? Well, I thought it would get better, but, you know, it didn't. There were many holes in it that sunk the movie. It just didn't make sense when they cut from one scene to another. What a waste of 75 million US dollars. That was the budget. There was no chemistry between Kevin Hart and Woody Harrelson. Uh, there was a fight scene in a gym that tried to imitate the fight scenes from The Kingsman, but this was so badly done compared to The Kingsman. Then, of course, nobody in the cast pronounced the Canadian city like a local Canadian. You see, as much as a city is spelt T-O-R-O-N-T-O, the T after the N is silent. You know, some newscasters and foreigners pronounce it as Toronto, but the locals pronounce it as Toronto. But then people might argue, is it Mexico or Mexico? Is it Paris or Paris? Is it Barcelona or Barcelona? Well, both are right, but as for me, I like to pronounce them like how the locals would. So it's Mexico, Paris, Barcelona, and Toronto. Is the man from Toronto any good? Well, if you have time to waste, yes, then go ahead. Otherwise, stay far away from it. But all is not lost on Netflix. There's a new animated film. It should be nominated for at least an Oscar, if not more. I'll tell you why in just a bit.
Movie Magic with Colin Gomez, Money FM 89.3. The Sea Beast is an animated feature on Netflix. It's not by DreamWorks or Disney Pixar or Universal Illumination, but by Sony Pictures and Imageworks. So here's my reason why this animated movie should be nominated for multiple Oscars. The story is very good. It's about a young girl named Macy who stows away on a legendary ship that hunts sea monsters. The soundtrack goes very well with the theme of the movie, which is very East Coast Canadian. A mix of Celtic and folk composed by Mark Mancina. Expect sword fights and cannons like in Pirates of the Caribbean. In fact, there's one sea monster that has tentacles just like the giant octopus in Pirates of the Caribbean. The characters are strong in this movie, especially the interactions between Jacob and Macy. Well, that was nice. And it had many funny moments as well. Macy is a strong feminine character of color. She's feisty, but yet lovable and adorable. The animation is so detailed and it floats so well that you'd see that the water and the waves and the sea, the sand and the leaves, they all looked so real. And visually, it's very stunning. It was so attention to detail that they added the lens flare on certain scenes where, you know, when the sun shines into the camera and then you see all these rings. Most animated movies don't have that. This one had it. And it's amazing. The color was brilliant. And even the small blue monster had that slippery jelly-like feel. I'm sure there will be squishy and stuffed toys made after this sidekick character. Now, I couldn't help but feel it being like a, you know, King Kong slash Moby Dick story. Although I watched this movie on my big screen through my projector at home, I wish it was released in the theaters. The sound design was amazing. You'd be able to tell when they're above water and underwater. You know, the sound changes. Those are just some of the amazing things about this movie. Now, there are some similarities to other movies from the past. Um, for example, the captain of the ship looks a lot like the captain in the Disney animated film Long John Silver. The Sea Beast reminded me of the dragon in How to Train Your Dragon. It had that same face. Uh, the octopus, like I mentioned earlier, it looks like the octopus from Pirates of the Caribbean. Then the baby jelly-like sidekick blue monster reminded me of Lilo and Stitch. Jacob, the main male character, and Macy, the main girl character, reminded me of the characters in Moana. The tattoos that move subtly on the captain's body is a nod to Moana too. The red fireworks in the sky, dropping very slowly, reminded me of a scene from Tangled, the lantern scene. And it's no accident that there are so many similarities to Disney's animated films but at the same time, it wasn't done on purpose either, as the film was directed by Chris Williams, who worked on Big Hero and Moana. Overall, it's a fantastic animated movie with a familiar but good can't-go-wrong formula. But if animation is not your cup of tea, then may I recommend the second season of one of my favorite comedies. It's a murder mystery comedy. 
This is one series that even the opening soundtrack sounds so good that I let it play in its entirety and not skip it at all. Movie Magic with Colin Gomez, Money FM 89.3. The second season of Only Murders in the Building is back. It's back on Hulu or Disney Plus. And I was waiting for the season as the first one, although the murder was solved, ended with a murder which was the cliffhanger for the last episode of the first season. This is one series that I don't skip the intro theme because it's so catchy and it's so well done. It has an Indian influence to it because it's composed by Siddhartha Kautsla. He also did the theme song for This Is Us and if you have been following that series, you would know that the opening theme is also very Indian influenced. I love everything about Only Murders in the Building. It has a whodunit theme. The opening animation is so Alfred Hitchcock. It has Dan Fogelman as executive producer. He's the producer for This Is Us, and thus he has a say on who should compose the music for Only Murders in the Building. Although this series is mysterious, the script is hilarious, and I caught myself laughing out so loud many times that I nearly choked on my food. So be forewarned. Make sure you're not eating while watching this series or drinking, as that would come out like a spray. Selena Gomez with her nasal voice is very good in her role, and the duo that uh, you know makes the series really hilarious are Martin Short and Steve Martin. These two are so good together, even off screen. They complement each other so well. Now, most of the credit should go to Martin and John Hoffman as they are the creators of the show. It is so well done and the length of each episode is just nice. It's between 25 and 35 minutes long. And I like it that it is only released weekly on Disney+. Plus. It makes me look forward to the following week. Even the ending theme is fantastic. It's piano dominated and it has that one, two, three, one, two, three, da pa pa, bum bum pa, you know, that waltz beat to it. And yet, it's mysterious. Yes, it starts off slow and mysterious as if something bad is going to happen. But wait for it. The waltz beat would come in. I'm Colin Gomez, waltzing with my imaginary partner to Siddhartha Kolsa's music on Movie Magic. Money FM 89.3